welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every Tuesday I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two extraordinary moms look the same. We all have a story to tell, and we are all mothering in our own way. So let's celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks for listening, and if you like what you hear, please share this show with a friend. Good morning, and welcome to episode 213 of the podcast. It's Jessica. I hope you've had a fantastic, fantastic week. Have you tuned in Whippy's interview this last Tuesday? Wasn't that so fascinating? I feel like we get so much of the beauty side and the public speaker side and things of her, but to hear more about her motherhood journey the personal side of things, how she's navigated her parents' divorce, even as an adult, things like that can really rock your world and really change your perspective. And for her, it has been a really valuable and and healthy process for her. Um, and that was just really hopeful. So thanks, Whippy, for coming on the show. Today, I'm going to talk about something that I shared on my Insta stories a little while back, and I got a few questions about it. So I wanted to share with you what exactly I do for my date night. I have a weekly date night. You might know people that have a weekly date night. Perhaps you have a date night. And usually when you talk about date night, it is with your spouse, right? So I have a loving husband. We like each other a lot. We love each other. We like spending time together. But we do not have a weekly date night. In this season of life, it feels very hard. Babysitting funds are low. And I feel like because the kids go to bed somewhat early, we still have evenings together. You know, post 8 o'clock, we have a couple hours we can spend together if we want. So really, we're not getting out and dating, but I hope that someday we will. But for now, our date nights are in the house, and that's that's great. That's fine. However, the thing that I found that was really lacking in my life was time alone. And... To be completely honest, I've always felt really guilty about leaving my kids if I felt like I didn't have a good reason. And a good reason is not just I need time away or I deserve some free time or I want to go get a manicure or things like that. I always felt really guilty that if I didn't have a purpose um, that I should feel guilty about it. And that was a really, really unhealthy way of thinking. I remember, this is a really sad, honest kind of confession, in Virginia when I lived there, I was feeling really depleted, three under age five, and three kids under age five, and I was just totally, totally drained. And I remember driving by the hospital, you know, on the way to and from preschool, I would pass this um, county hospital, and I would think, if I just had like a little something wrong, like an appendicitis or something, then I could feel okay about having a little time to myself and going in and <laughs> resting a little bit. How messed up is that? Right? And But since I've confessed that to a few people, they've said they've had similar thoughts. So I don't feel quite as crazy. But I think we get wrapped up in the fact that you know, good moms want to play with their kids all the time. Great moms want to spend every moment with them. Good moms don't need time for themselves. And that is just a fallacy. Good moms, great moms, extraordinary moms fill their own tank so that they have something to draw from. And there's been so many years when I have been running on fumes because I felt like my job was to pour out to others and I was not on my own list. And so 
What I want to share with you is this thing that we've implemented as of this year that my husband actually suggested. I think it started because I was kind of complaining to him that I felt like I didn't have any time to myself. Um, If I wanted to go to Target, I had to load all three kids up in the car and they were, you know, asking for things and it was never a smooth process, even on our best day. Sometimes I just wanted to roam the aisles. Um, You know, yes, I had time at home, like we're home a lot and I do have time, but there's always, you know, some type of interruption. Somebody always needs something. I could read a book but didn't feel quite as luxurious, you know, when somebody was sitting on top of me or when somebody was interrupting saying they needed a drink or something. And so he said, well, why don't we dedicate one night a week for your date night? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I'll be in charge of the kids. I'll put them to bed. I'll clean up the house and you can go and just do your thing. You can save up errands if you want, or you can just take a book and go sit at a Starbucks and read, or go to Barnes and Noble and just relax. Um, you know, you can go do that Target run and feel guilt free. You can go to a movie, and I'm like, "Are you serious?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, like I'll babysit the kids, so it's not costing us anything. I'm taking care of them, so." There's not that burden, and you can just have that time to yourself, and you can do whatever you want. And so it began. So Thursdays have become my date night. Now, sometimes it shifts based upon our schedule, but typically Thursdays is an okay time. And I will leave after dinner, after we do dinner at home, and dinner's kind of cleaned up. And so I'll leave about, you know, 6.45 when Jackson is on the cusp of about to go to bed. But then I don't have to do the bedtime routine, which feels like a real... A real luxury because I am doing it on a day-to-day basis. Um, and so I leave about 6.45 and I just kind of take off. I usually always take a book with me just in case. Um, I usually save up about one errand that I wanted to do unaccompanied. <laughs> so usually it's like Home Goods or TJ Maxx, somewhere where I'm just doing some strolling or where my kids would be likely to grab breakable things and maybe break them. Um And then I just set out to do my little errand. Sometimes it's returns, you know, things like that. But just feeling the power of a quiet car, plugging my phone in and having my podcast over the speakers instead of in my headphones, you know, like just, it just feels like such a luxury. And so I spend about until nine o'clock until like stores close and I just kind of do my thing and it looks different every week. But it is something I so look forward to. And so as I'm going about my week, if I'm feeling like, oh, I don't want to load up the kids to go to the grocery store. Or, oh, I don't. I have this return I want to do at Home Goods, and I want to look for new sheets. But that would just be such a pain and not fun for the kids. So I just don't stress about that. I don't give energy to that. And I just save that task for Thursday night. Or if I'm like, oh, I really want to see this movie, I'll look at the movie times and know that I can go guilt-free on Thursday night. My husband is more than happy to help out and fill in for me during those hours. And he probably likes some solitude as well in the evening, um, but he doesn't mind doing it at home because he already had that solitude during the day in his office. And he's talked to adults during the day. Sometimes I save up phone calls. A lot of times that's my time talking to Allison or, um, you know, other friends that I want to catch up with. That Thursday night self-date night is so sustaining to me because I know no matter how hard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or even Thursday day is, no matter how exhausting, no matter what things are on my list that I haven't gotten done, 
I know I have Thursday night as a form of respite. And it's amazing how just two hours away can be such a source of recharge for me. And when I come home, I'm excited to see my husband. The kids are already asleep. But then when they wake up in the morning, I'm really excited to see them. And it's super awesome. Sometimes I'll grab a little ice cream cone from McDonald's on the way home. It's amazing how those two hours and those simple, simple activities are such a luxury to me. And since implementing this, I just notice a difference in my mood, my freedom, my excitement, and just the fact that I'm filling my own well again is really helping me to serve others with more generosity and gratitude and an energy overall since I know that I'm on the list. I'm on the list too. I'm taking care of myself and this is just one way that I can do that. So whether it's a weekly date night um, that actually occurs at night, maybe it's escaping first thing on a Saturday morning, maybe it is, you know, a Sunday afternoon where you can take an hour and just go on a walk unaccompanied by yourself and just have that peace and quiet. Um, It's great to do date nights with your spouse, obviously, but if babysitting is constricting for you, which it is for me, This is the solution for us right now. And I hope someday my husband will be able to come with me um, when we can afford to pay babysitter. But, you know, think creatively of ways that you can escape. If you want to do it during the day and you want two free hours, maybe you can switch with another mom. Maybe you can drop your kids off at somebody's house once a week for two hours. And then the next week they drop their kids off at your house and you get just two free hours. And you can... Use it as productively as you want, or you can squander it because it's your time. Maybe you are so spent that watching Netflix is what you want to do. Maybe you want to go get a manicure. Maybe you want to work on a project that you haven't, you know, had the time to work on, and that is the two hours you prioritize once a week. Maybe you want to write. Maybe you want to write music. Maybe you want to practice guitar. Maybe you want to go to a yoga class, whatever it is, but find a way to do those two hours. Two hours seems to be the magic number for me. I don't need that much more than that. And there are other opportunities where I am, you know, taking care of myself during the week and spending time on my own. If you heard, I just completed 28 straight days of running a mile every single day. I've done it first thing in the morning. As soon as I get up while my husband is still around for the kids, it takes me 12 minutes. Well, actually, it now takes me 10 and a half minutes. Ha ha ha. But that time as well has been a real luxury to get out first thing in the morning to put a podcast in my earbud and just to take off for those those few minutes that's a great way to start my morning so whatever that looks like for you what you're doing is not important but the fact is that you are on your list you are just as important as your husband is in meeting his needs what are your needs you know what your kids needs are you know how to meet them and you are doing it day in and day out But are you really taking the time to meet your own needs? So that's where that self-date night comes in. So whether it's at night, in the morning, Saturday mornings, whatever it is, take the time to take care of you. And I know it can make a huge, huge difference. Let me know if you do something similar or if you are going to start doing this. I would love to hear from you and that is really all I wanted to share today. So next week we have an incredible interview. Oh, this is going to be so good, you guys. Julie Barron. 
Julie is an incredible, incredible mom who has struggled with infertility, and she's going to talk a lot about that. She also walked with her husband through cancer when they were just friends and then turned into a dating relationship and really helped support him through that process when he was diagnosed in his early 20s with cancer, only to find out later when she became pregnant that she had cancer while pregnant. And this is all very fresh and new, and all this has happened within the last year, which is just unbelievable to me. So we're gonna talk about what it's like supporting someone through cancer, struggling through infertility, finally getting pregnant, and then finding out you have cancer. She is doing really well today, so rest assured in case you're on the edge of your seat, she is thriving and doing well. But she's going to talk about how much perspective played a role in her recovery and in her success in overcoming and beating cancer. And just all these words of wisdom to people that maybe don't know what to say or how to help people in those types of circumstances. She is a great resource. So if you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Jessica Dahlquist 3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com is the place to find all of our past episodes, show notes, photos, links, everything that we cover here, you can find over there as well. Thank you so much for sharing the show. It's going to be a great March. We have such a fantastic lineup, and I really appreciate you tuning in every week. Make sure, sorry, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes so you never miss an episode. Love you guys so much, and we'll see you next Tuesday for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.